Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football Full Circle, live right here on a Monday to start off a new week on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi, we were live here today on this FFC after where we were live on Friday, a historic day in college football and in college athletics that changes the landscape of the sport for a very, very long time to come. So, Lisi, now after a weekend away to let everything settle down and everything stand where it is, we look back on what a wild weekend of realignment it was around college football. Lisi, guy, how you doing here on this Monday? Uh, we're one step closer to the start of the season, but bigger is better, right, Ben? That's been the, the mantra of the offseason with these conferences, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, just expanding and really separating themselves from the other two, the ACC, and what's left of the Pac-12. And that is the biggest question, I think, over the weekend heading into this week is what happens to the remaining teams within the Pac-12? What do they do? Do they attach themselves to the Mountain West Conference? Do they go and another direction. At the end of the day, they really have to obviously save their programs, uh, not just this year uh, in terms of attrition, but the next two or three seasons potentially. And where does that happen? And where does that realignment take place? That'll be the next domino to fall. Absolutely so. What becomes of Joe now? The Pac-4. Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford and Cal. We got a report from Action Network's Brett McMurphy, Joe, earlier today that the Pac-12 seemed as though it was maybe going to bounce back, right? As we started Friday's show, there was that resolution. The idea that the Pac-12 was going to show some resolve and stay with at least eight or nine members, Oregon, Washington, Arizona State, Utah, and the four remaining teams. That quickly dissolved and disintegrated. But Joe, there was an idea that maybe the Pac-12 was going to respond. Brett McMurphy pretty much saying that was not the case. That on Tuesday last week, after George Klievkoff, the commissioner of the Pac-12, met with his conferences, member institutions, and presidents, that one Pac-12 president reached out to one Big 12 president and said, can you take the nine other schools remaining here in the Pac-12 following the exit of Colorado, except for Oregon State and Washington State. And Joe, here's Oregon State, the Beavs, a proud football program after a 10-win season under Jonathan Smith a year ago with a ton of optimism in its outlook for 2023 in Wazoo, a proud football program as well that means everything to the good folks of rural Washington in that state, in and around the areas surrounding Pullman. Here are two programs, Joe, that have success, that have passionate ties. Here are two programs, Joe, that are being cast out like they're the unwanted toys in a kid's playpen. What is happening to Oregon State and Washington State at this moment? 
Well, again, I think it comes to national recognition, right? I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to. Now, you're right from the football aspect. Go back to the days of Washington State, Tim Rosenbach, obviously, you know, uh, Ryan Leaf, you know, the list goes on and on. And obviously the success that Mike Leach had with Gardner Minshew and Jonathan Smith now and Mike Riley previously, but from a national perspective in terms of sponsorship or just the average fan, how many people recognize recognize both of those schools and I think that that's really what it comes down to in terms of marketability it's unfortunate but that's why I brought up obviously lawsuits right suing the Pac-12 for not protecting their interests you're a school and you're part of a conference you have a commissioner the commissioner oversees all of those schools and he's responsible for the benefit for all of the schools under their conference how they were going to take nine and leave these two out is absolutely ridiculous to me. I mean, honestly, they should have repercussions. There should be something from a monetary standpoint saying you didn't protect our best interest. And unfortunately, this is where we're at. Everybody fends for themselves. It's all about the big buck. And this is where we're at in college football. And that's the point, Joe. Oregon State and Washington State have very passionate fan bases, have successful programs that garner a ton of attention, just not value from TV networks. And that does not define your football program. That does not define your fan base. Sadly, though, it is the way that college athletics is trending, the professionalization of this sport of college football, the main economic factor, Joe, in terms of TV revenue that really influences conference realignment. But I'll just say this, Joe Lisi, consider me a beaver for 2023. The revenge (laughs) year for Jonathan Smith and Oregon State in this conference because a 10-win football team a season ago that has done outstanding things in the last two years under Jonathan Smith. A winning record two years ago in 2022 as they started to find it once again albeit with a loss in the LA Bowl but that followed years Joe of six consecutive years under 500. Jonathan Smith played for this program under Mike Riley who is the staple of Oregon State football when you think about it. A true thorn in the side of the big guns in the Pac-10 back in the day. And yes, we can say Pac-10 because the Pac-12 is no more. Of USC, of Cal, of UCLA. That is what the Oregon State Beavers were. Well, this year, Joe, it's a revenge tour for the Beavs. A double-digit win football team last year that adds DJ Uyongalele as their quarterback for 2023. Give me all the Beavs prices you can to win the Pac-12. In fact, right now for Oregon State to win the conference, I actually don't think we're going to have time before we come into the commercial break. We'll talk about it on the other side here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going. And the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. It's the aftermath of a wild weekend in conference realignment, altering the landscape of college sports from here on out. 
Lisi guy, now that we really approach what is going to happen moving forward, again, all this starts in 2024. We're just over two weeks away now, under three weeks away, I guess you could say, because Saturday was not all that long ago, but under three weeks away from the start of a new 2023 college football season. And these changes don't go into effect, Joe, until 2024. I was bringing up the point about Oregon State, Joe. The revenge tour now, having the disrespect they have seen from a value and monetary perspective over the last week or so being cast off by their Pac-12 brethren. Well, they were a 10-win team a season ago. They have been one of the best teams against the spread in the last few years in college football as well. And at a 12-1 to price, Joe, the sixth best to win the Pac-12 in 2023, the final year the Pac-12 is set to exist in this manner. Give me Oregon State, Joe, as a team to upset them all to win the Pac-12 on this revenge tour. I mean, it's not a bad look, right? I mean, the ability to run the football, they have an offense that's ground and pound, a very uh, balanced offense that works within the scheme, and they play very good in terms of run support. I will say they lose one of their best tacklers, Omar Spates, that did transfer to LSU, but outside of that, they have six starters coming back on defense, and they've shown an ability to play with the big boys, right? They beat Oregon, and they went toe-to-toe with Caleb Williams in USC, lost that ball game by five on a a Friday night, so the ability to go with the top two teams in the conference goes hand-in-hand with their type of style. Now, at the end of the day, can DJU take the next step now with greener pastures? That is really the Achilles heel right now. We hope that he could take the next step, but obviously in big games, a little bit inconsistent. Now, did well last year in terms of the big games. Wake Forest, he outdueled Sam Hartman on the road, but they have a very difficult schedule, assuming that they could do it and win some big games. I think they could be a 9 or a 10 win football team and that might be enough to get it done in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, we'll see exactly what things look like in the Pac-12 in the final year that it exists. Obviously, USC is the favorite right now to win the Pac-12 title. The Trojans' price is 2-1. to one. Their win total is 9.5. The over has the juice at minus 170. Oregon and Washington, the latest Big Ten defectors, have the second and third best prices, respectively, to win the conference. I just think, Joe, there is an opportunity now for Oregon State to say, hey, I know what conference realignment is about. I I understand it has to do with TV money and the conference revenue that it generates, but I am here to win football games. Eight and a half, the win total for Jonathan Smith and his beeves. The under has the juice, Joe. I like the chance for Oregon State to potentially win the conference, which means I should like over eight and a half wins for the beeves this year. It will be interesting, Joe, to see what happens with the remaining Pac-4, right? On Friday, you and I reacted to the news that Oregon and Washington were joining the Big Ten. At that time, we assumed, Joe, just given how the conversations had gone, that Arizona State and Utah would join Arizona and Colorado, rounding out the four corner schools to join the Big 12. Of course, later on in the evening, we got that news that Arizona State and Utah officially joining Arizona in the Big 12 as well. So we didn't know at the time, Joe, what exactly the pack whatever would look like. Well, we know the four castaway teams. That right now is Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Ultimately, Joe, what do you think becomes of the once mighty Pac-12 conference? Well, again, I I think the only alternative right here, right now, unless something better comes along, is obviously the Mountain West. And, you know, the way those teams have played, and I'm talking specifically Cal and Stanford, respectively, uh, that's a fitting conference for them. You know, Wazoo and Oregon State have been much more competitive. They've had better quarterback play, and at the end of the day, they've struck upsets over the past couple of seasons. Even though Stanford knocked off Notre Dame last year, there are dwindling Uh, program right now that lost its identity under David Shaw, and this would be the only alternative to keep it logistically for all four of those teams in the Mountain West right now. It makes sense to attach themselves with or merger and partnership with the Mountain West Conference, but again, does the Mountain West want them? that That would be the biggest question. Yeah. Who's a lifeline for who, right? At this point, Lisey Guy, does it make the Mountain West better? Does Any bit of the Apple TV deal, and some of those numbers came to light this weekend, does any bit of that Mountain West conference additions help the Apple TV deal? Does Apple TV care about 
San Diego State? Does Apple TV care about Boise State or Utah State or Wyoming? I'm not entirely sure, Joe. I think a lot of the Apple TV deal honestly had to pay the idea that Arizona would stay in the conference, as would Oregon, Washington, and Utah. Now that's no longer the case. I think it will be very interesting, Joe, to see what happens to the college football playoff. Back to the X's and O's perspective of this, because we had learned, obviously, the CFP is expanding to 12 teams in 2024, coinciding with all of this conference realignment. And the idea was, Joe, six conference champions, the six highest-ranked conference champions, earned an auto bid. And I think, Joe, for the most part, in recent years in the AP poll, we all heard six highest-ranked conference champions, and we thought Power 5 conferences, whoever wins, obviously they're going to be a top 10 team or top 15, win that conference championship, and then the highest-ranked group of five. But the way the verbiage is, is just the six highest-ranked conference champions. So it doesn't necessarily, Joe, losing a Pac-5, a Power 5 conference in the Pac-4 now is a detriment to the college football playoff, but there will be some logistics now that need to be worked out, Lisi, in terms of how this all plays out for college football moving forward. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. You can't give the Mountain West, even if they they do combine with the Pac-12, the remaining four teams, an automatic bid. I I mean, can you? I mean, mean, at the end of the day, you're going to give those four, that that would be like an automatic bid by default. So you can't do that. I I guarantee you the American Athletic Conference would be up in arms about that as well. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, you have to do what's right for not just the programs, but all of college football, right? We still want to make maintain integrity in the game and we don't want to have top heavy conferences but that's what we have right now again does the four teams to the Mountain West make the play better on the field potentially but you have two programs in Cal and Stanford that are going the other way I mean Justin Wilcox has basically a 300 winning percentage 350 in the Pac-12 in his six years as head coach Stanford just fired you got a new I mean they're losing players left and right and at the end of the day who to say now whatever decision is made for the remaining four teams obviously Wazoo and Oregon State are more competitive but there's going to be attrition right? Players don't want to go with uncertainty. They want to go where programs are solidified for the next two or three seasons especially we're talking about freshmen and sophomores. Yeah this does not put the pack whatever with a merger of the Mountain West or whatever happens to these four remaining teams, this does not put them on the same line of a one-storied Power Five conference. It does not. You then have to adjust. What does that smaller budget then mean for your athletic department? What does all of this signify, Joe, to the future of these college athletic departments? Because Stanford and Cal and Oregon State and Washington State have been operating with a Pac-12 budget because, believe it or not, everybody, the Pac-12 in 2011, when it added Colorado and Utah, was the prestigious Power 5 conference. It had the richest TV deal at the time and only seemingly was going to have the richest in the future moving forward. That when their deal came up, as it has right now, of course, in 2023-2024, they were going to probably be on the forefront of negotiating what would be the richest deal all time. Don't forget, it was the Pac-12 that turned up its nose at Texas and A&M and Oklahoma trying to join their conference. That's how quickly things can move, but it also speaks to the idea that's been the monetary budgets these athletic departments have been working with for the last decade plus. Now it's a complete adjustment and a reset of what your expectation and realistic moves can be. Plenty more still to come here on Football Full Circle up next on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Ah. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. It is football full circle. All a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi guy, here we stand in a new altered landscape for college football. 2024, the highlights right now, the specs of what you need to know. The Big Ten is going to add Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington. The Big 12 at this moment is set to add Arizona. Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. The SEC is set to add Oklahoma and Texas. And of course, Joe, what remains in the pack, whatever you want to call it, is Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington State. Right now, Joe, the ACC is pretty set. They have a long grant of rights deal, although Florida State not all too pleased with it, and maybe some others. They're pretty set at this moment. Notre Dame remains independent, and least see some of the group of five conferences now, like the Mountain West, have to consider what its options might be in terms of a merger. The AAC has lost some teams in the last year, with four being added to the Big 12 this year, but that's really what the landscape looks like in college football at the moment. The professionalized Joe of college football because that's the economic driving engine of what we see in TV revenue and thus conference realignment. It is. And what does the future hold? Do, do we expand the playoff? I mean, we already heard the college football playoff committee is already yep. going to get together and explore the possibilities. We haven't even expanded to 12 at this point. It's amazing to think about the turnover and transition in just a short few months, right? What a difference a day makes. But here's the thing. Once the games kick off, obviously this season's going to be electric. The obvious questions remain for next year. And, and for some of these programs, right, especially the four that we just mentioned, it is critical that they have the football programs there to sust- uh, excuse me, sustain the, the real revenue of the athletic department. You know, Stanford not too long ago cut a number of different uh, uh, athletic programs because of the revenue just wasn't coming in, obviously, with the COVID year. So, you know, the football is the main driver, then college basketball. You don't want to see this trickle down into other sports where it does doesn't give an opportunity for student athletes to play their games. It's going to be interesting, Joe, because this is going to affect all of collegiate athletics. Every sport that your favorite school and athletic department sponsors is now going to be affected. We saw Pac-12 softball players take to social media over the weekend and say how angry they were because now their livelihood is affected. Can you imagine Washington going from Seattle or Eugene in Oregon having to go now play the entire eastern seaboard in College Park and in-state college and, of course, Piscataway, New Jersey? You're going to be on a two-week road trip. And that might be whatever you would think for a professional athlete, but for some of the non-main revenue sports, some of the Olympic sports, it's going to be a ridiculous idea that you are a student athlete. You have signed up to play in areas around where you grew up in your region and what made sense to you for your family to be into it, for your friends to be a part of it all. And the entire idea of being a student athlete first, your workload, your social life, living on a college campus, all of that, Joe, is put to the back burner because the money made too much sense in college football. And that's what it gets down to. College football is the generating economic force that leads
leads us to conference realignment, but it has an effect on each and every sport that your favorite school and athletic department sponsors, and the athletes are the ones that have to sacrifice. Not the athletic director, not the university president, not even some of the TV network executives that make this decision. It's the athletes whose health, both mental and physical, Joe, is our main priority. At least that's what we espouse when it comes to college sports. And as I said on Friday, Joe, and I will reiterate here, this is the professionalization of college football to look like a mini NFL, to generate that TV revenue. And because of that very idea, Joe Lisi, the other sports are being sacrificed and the idea of any sort of amateurism still standing the test of time is an absolute fraud and needs to be disbanded with very, very soon. Yeah, and and people could could argue that NIL created this. I, I'm not so sure. No, this was no, headed, no, 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 no. Hey, let me put that to bed right here, right now. If you are going to have an argument, and I don't believe you did, Joe Lisi, but I think if you are going to have an argument where you point at the individual and say NIL and the transfer portal are the reason that college athletics is taking a step back for this divide, very quickly look at yourself in the mirror, call yourself an idiot, and go to bed. Because this is happening because executives that sit either at their university or at a TV network can move as quickly as they would like in a matter of hours that alters and shifts the land of college athletics in a moment based on TV revenue. So the idea that we are going to then point the finger at individual athletes looking out for their best interest in NIL or the transfer portal is an absolute joke. This happens because the people that we are supposed to entrust to overlook the entirety of collegiate athletics make moves solely based on TV revenue based off one specific sport and the athletes and the coaches and the staffs are the ones that have to pay the dividends. Oh, you're Right, but at the end of the day, though, the the reason why the suits are making these decisions is because of the bigger and better deal. At the end of the day, it's not specifically for NIL, but when they look back and they see players being compensated for name, image, and likeness, which never happened only but a couple of years ago, the idea is, hey, we can get ours. And, and it, it's greed. It's all about greed, okay? And, and at the end of the day, Ben, it gives them an opportunity I'm not saying it's the sole reason why they made that decision. However, it's all about greed. When the suits recognize, hey, you know what? We're missing out on the pie because we can do A, B, and C, and we haven't done it up until this point. We we need to be proactive. And that's, at the end of the day, the way the world works. It's just the way it works off of finances. Anybody that tells you differently is absolutely an idiot, right? So this is where we're at right now. I'm not saying that players don't deserve NIL. I'm just saying this kicked it up a notch. Maybe it was going to happen five, ten years down the road, but because that got accelerated, now the suits accelerated their proactivism, and now this is where we're at in terms of college athletics. And I will just say this. It's unfortunate because the reason and the why I love college football, you know, the pageantry, everything that surrounds this great sport and encompasses what it all matters in terms of being the student athlete, it's all gone now. It's all gone for the buck. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain once the games are kicked off because I love the game of football, but it is a little bit disconcerting when you see that a little is lost from everything that made this great sport. The tradition, the rivalries. The only rivalry true right now, I'm sorry, is Army-Navy. That is where we are in terms of college athletics. It's a really good point. Now, let me just say this. Money rules the day, Joe, and that will always be the case, as you alluded to right there. But conference realignment and the idea of going to a bigger conference to try to secure TV revenue was here long before NIL or the transfer portal was even a thing. My point being, if you are going to say that NIL needs to calm down, the transfer portal needs to calm down, these individual athletes need to have their power and their agency restricted, but you have no issue with how conference realignment plays out and university presidents and athletic directors making decisions based on the bottom dollar, then you cannot have those two things live in harmony. Conference realignment is the idea of the professionalization of sports. It's the overall idea of the professionalization of college athletics, and NIL and the transfer portal have reflected that in the last few years, but it is not happening, conference realignment that is, because NIL and the transfer portal were put into place. No, conference realignment and looking out for 
for the bottom dollar in terms of TV rights deals was happening long before NIL was passed in July of 2021. Possibly, but again, I still think it accelerates. Yeah, but it's it, it the, accelerated it, Ben. Ben, it, it accelerated. You can't say greed doesn't drive the bus. At the end of it the day, when the does. Shoots, but TV right. revenue, Joe, has nothing to do with NIL or transfer. But then why didn't TV. they do it? But, but then let me ask you this. Why didn't they do it sooner? Well, because well, it's, been, it's been on the table since 1984 before you were even born. When, when I was in the mid-80s, they were talking about super conferences then with Florida sure. State and Miami and, and, and all of the, the Florida schools. They never because did it. We are seeing historic rights deals. We are seeing the Big Ten make a billion dollars annually. That has nothing right. to do with NIL or transfer portal. There no, is an but effect. It, it goes I'm not, hand Joe, in I'm hand. not saying there's not causation here. There is a right. cause and effect. But the chicken and the egg conversation here, where one led to the other, is what I am arguing against. No, I'm not I saying not the believe. sole purpose. I'm not saying. I'll, but, but, I'll say but, maybe sports wagering added to it uh, in terms of that. The legalization of sports gambling uh, five years ago, uh, that's added the, to the mix. Yeah. Added, I can understand to get rid of the allure that was amateurism that the NCAA has tried to invoke and continues to try to invoke, even though we all knew it was fraudulent for a very long time, I can understand being added to in how these things play out with the modernization of how college sports looks. But it's not because of. I think that's an important distinction. NIL and the transfer portal are trying to keep up with the agency and the professionalization of sports that was started by all of this conference realignment. That was started no. by the Big Ten Network. That was started by the Pac-12 Network and how it failed. That was started by the Longhorn Network. That TV revenue led the day and led to conference realignment. Yes, you're right about that. However, I'll say it again. When the suits are in the room and they're talking about, obviously, decisions being made, and all of a sudden NIL money is being thrown out at student-athletes, and they're sitting around saying, you know what, we need to get ahead of it, that's what I think accelerated the process. That's all I'm saying. It's not because of A, B happened, but that accelerated it. I just think it has to do with how everything has been professional in college sports, and those who saw the writing on the wall recognized that 15 years ago. I don't think there was any conversation between TV execs that were like, hey, we need to make sure we kill the Pac-12 because of NIL. It was the value that was placed on these schools that leads to conference realignment based on TV money. More football full circle. Continue the conversation up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um... You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. 
We are back live right here on FFC. It is football full circle. All a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Joe Lisi, in a last matter of moments, we can turn our conversation from conference realignment into actual football about to be played. The coaches' preseason poll is out. The AP poll will be out in just over a week, and that really, in my estimation, Joe, is the preseason poll that is worth something here. But when you look at the coaches' poll for 2023, here's how it reads. In the top 10, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Alabama 3, Ohio State 4, LSU 5, USC 6, Penn State 7, Florida State 8, Clemson is ranked ninth, and Tennessee rounds out the top 10. Lisi, what is your reaction to the coaches' poll for 2023? I mean, it's good. It's exactly what I expect. And at the end of the day, you see a team at number five in LSU that's right on the cusp of greatness right behind, obviously, Georgia and Alabama. Brian Kelly, I think, has a loaded program. You know, at the end of the day, the first few weeks of the season will actually dictate where these teams go. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of pressure on two teams in particular this year. It's going to be, obviously, in my opinion, USC and Texas, because now they have to live up to the hype and we'll see if they can come through. Yep, not only the hype of this year, Joe Lisi, but the hype of obviously expanding into a new conference in the year following. So here's the rest of the final 15 there, Joe, after the top 10. Washington is 11, Texas 12, Notre Dame 13, Utah 14, Oregon 15, TCU 16, Kansas State 17, Oregon State 18, Oklahoma 19. North Carolina is 20, Wisconsin is 21, Ole Miss 22, Tulane is 23, Texas Tech 24, and then Texas A&M rounds out the 25, ranked 25th over all. Lisa Guy, just doing some quick math there. The Pac-12 has five schools ranked in the top 20 in its final year of existence. That is the most of any conference in the top 20 in college football. So think about that. In about three weeks' time, on August 26th, when a Pac-12 team in USC opens up their year against San Jose State. When the Pac-12, when when college football in 2023 begins, Joe, in August... When the Pac-12 still is in existence, it will have five schools ranked in the top 20 of the college uh, of the college coaches poll, the most of any Power Five conference in America. And then a few months later, Joe, in December, the conference will cease to exist. That is college football in 2023. Unbelievable. It really is. And they have potentially four of the top quarterbacks for the Heisman Trophy, right? Led by Caleb Williams, the front runner at 5-1. to one. Cam Rising is in there. Bo Nix. Michael Penix Jr. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, you know, if they have the potential. This is their best opportunity to knock down that college football playoff wall. Can they do it? It'll be the first time since 2017. Or, like we discussed, are they going to be like the AFC North and NFL? FC North divisions where these teams just beat each other up each and every week. Yeah, absolutely so, Joe. That is what we will see. And you could argue the fact that the Pac-12 has not made the college football playoff since that 2016 season. Of course, the CFP played in 2017. But since the 2016 college football season, that's part of the reason the Pac-12 is in the landscape that it finds itself. USC, as the odds and as the pollsters would say, has the best opportunity to do that. But think of the quarterback talent within this conference of those five schools that rank in Inside the top 20. The reigning Heisman winner in Caleb Williams is back at USC. At Oregon, Bo Nix returns. The nation's second leading passer, Michael Penix Jr., is back for Washington. We mentioned DJU for Oregon State. And of course, the always steady and reliable Cam Rising Joe is back at Utah. There is a reason the Pac-12 has so much talent this year. It just fascinates me, Joe, that in its final year of existence virtually, this is what the Pac-12 looks like, an opportunity to make it to the college football playoff. Probably the best they've had in at least five years. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And two other quarterbacks for Arizona and Cam Warden and Delora uh, for Arizona. I mean, they're pretty good, too, just from, you know, elevation, potentially NFL draft picks. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's an interesting season. They're blue collar to begin with some teams, right? Oregon State and Utah. And then there's obviously other teams like Oregon, Washington and USC that could chuck it all over the yard. It really is intriguing where these teams will stand at the end of the 
December. I'm curious to see if we they have one. I mean, on on paper, it looks like it's USC, but I got to be honest with you. Betting yeah. the market, just looking at it, I have to go to, I lean to Washington and I lean to Utah as having their best shot. I believe both of those teams from a quarterback position and defensively, they have the best shot ahead of USC and Oregon to make the potential college football playoff. I think so too, Joe. There's a really good chance when you look at this Pac-12, it was almost lost in the conversation, right, last week. Utah being in Salt Lake, maybe not the generating value perspective of an Oregon or Washington, although I do think it is a large market in itself. But when you think about success, Utah has been that standard bearer now in the Pac-12 for the past two years. They're the conference champion. Each of the past two years, they have physically dominated the other teams that have stood, and I said that in air quotes, of course, this is a radio show, in their way. Utah, Joe, last two years ago, dominated Oregon not once but twice in a three-week span to win the Pac-12 title and play in the Rose Bowl and, frankly, went toe-to-toe against Ohio State in an offensive game the likes we have never seen in Rose Bowl or, really, college football bowl history. And it was a game that Ohio State ended up pulling away. C.J. Stroud went off. Jackson Smith and Jigba went off. Yada, yada, yada. But still, a game that Utah went toe-to-toe. It didn't go their way against Penn State in this past Rose Bowl, Joe, but in that Pac-12 title game, when U.S simply needed a win to get to the college football playoff for the Pac-12 for the first time in five years. It was Utah and Kyle Whittingham saying, we are going to dominate you at the line of scrimmage. You're not going to be able to have a guy five yards within us to try to make a tackle, and we're going to run up and down and sideways all over you. And that's what Cam Rising, that's what Michael Bernard, and that's what Utah did against USC on that Friday night in early December. And that's why I can't back USC. You know, as much as I want to in terms of big picture, until Alex Grinch and that defense showcase that they could stop the run. And it just wasn't with Utah. It was in the bowl loss to Tulane with Tajay Spears where they ran yeah. all over their face, right? So until that changes, how can you back USC? you got to give the edge. If they get a clean run, and I'm talking about Utah, that, that out-of-conference game in Waco with uh, Blake Shapin and Baylor is going to be very difficult. But yeah. if they get over that hump and obviously take care of business against Florida. They're going to have a legitimate shot, not just at a Pac-12 championship, but again a college football playoff appearance and more importantly, maybe a national championship if they get a clean ride at 50-1. to Lisa, you remember my take last year, right? I thought that would be the case. Utah would go into Gainesville, pull off the win against Florida. It was a slight spread, two and a half in favor of the Utes, and that would kind of set the Utes on a track record to be a college football playoff team. They lost that game. They looked a little shaky early on. They respond by beating USC by one in Salt Lake at Rice-Eccles, and they end up playing for a Pac-12 championship that they win. Now, they had multiple losses in the regular season, so they could not then play for a college football playoff. But there is a chance, Joe, that if a Utah team is a one-loss Pac-12 champion, I would say there's a 95% chance if a one-loss Utah team is a Pac-12 champion, the Utes are playing in a college football playoff, and Kyle Whittingham's crew, Joe, is going to have an opportunity to win a college football playoff national championship in the Pac-12's final year, which is just asinine to say. It is, but you know what? It pays to bet it a fifty to one. It really does. I mean, obviously the fifty to one, and it also pays to in terms of their market of the college football playoff. I agree with you. The reason why I like Utah is because their ability to ground and pound, and obviously get after the quarterback, and they just tackle you and beat you up. They keep coming, play after play after play, and you know what? There's there is a lineage there. Go back to the days of Alex Smith and Urban Meyer, where they. They knocked off Alabama, right, in terms of that perfect season. So you can never say never. Utah has the type of pedigree to do it. The schedule is a gauntlet. I'm not denying that. But if they get through those early games, Florida and Baylor, they have Joe Moe on their side. They're definitely a potential to win their third straight Pac-12 championship. It really is a chance. Of course, a lot of expectation will be with USC. Joe, I'm not going to trust the Trojans' defense until Alex Grinch is no longer the defensive coordinator. Find you somebody as loyal to you as Lincoln Riley is to his longtime D.C., Alex Grinch. I do believe in, or- in Oregon, Joe. I love what Dan Lanning is doing from a mentality standpoint. Last year, Kenny Dillingham figured out something with Bo Nix that road Bo Nix wasn't even nearly as bad, and the Ducks looked great. If 
if they can replicate that. Now with Kenny Dillingham, the head coach at Arizona State offensively, I trust in Dan Lanning on the defensive side of the football. Oregon is a team to pay attention to. And I love the Huskies, Joe. When you think offensively, there's not going to be much better than what Caleb DeBoer and Michael Penix Jr. are going to do on that side of the football for UW this year. Two of the most talented wide receivers in the country back with Penix as well, Joe. I think on the other side is where I struggle a little bit with Washington being that team to stand atop the Pac-12 in its final year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, offensive line is a little bit of concern, but to your point, three starters come back, top three wide receivers to, for Pinnocks. They were 11-2 last year. Obviously, they have four starters coming back on the defensive side of the ball. Again, how are they going to be in terms of run support? If they could shut down the run effectively, and they did so last year, they shut down Texas in the bowl win. They're going to be right there. They, they have very difficult schedule as well, but they do get Oregon in their house, so we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Washington, a new Big Ten rivalry game, perhaps, against Michigan State, week number three of the college football season. The second straight year, the Huskies will play the Spartans, all a part of the jokes that we will make, Joe, about Big Ten rivalries becoming a thing. So, as we go around the coaches' poll, Joe, that was released, Georgia checks in at number one in the country. Michigan is two, Alabama three, Ohio State four, LSU five. Lisi, three of the top five teams from the SEC, the other two from the Big Ten. You add in Penn State at number seven. That means that six of the seven teams that rank in the top seven of the preseason coaches poll come from the same two conferences. A lot is expected this year out of all six of those teams that we have named in the SEC and in the Big Ten. And they deserve to be there. I mean, Alabama's lost one home game since 2016. Georgia has dominated, but now what could Carson Beck and Brock Bowers do in terms of that duo? We'll see, but the schedule is light. LSU is the outlier with Jaden Daniels in year number two with Brian Kelly. Penn State, I need Penn State to get back to basics. This could be the year they can unseat both Ohio State and Michigan, respectively. I know you're on my side. And how about Notre Dame? We haven't talked about them plus 750 for the college football playoff they get Sam Hartman Ben I'm telling you this they could be a potential dark horse they have the type of schedule if they get a clean ride they could be there for sure that is the burden though of Notre Dame Joe playing the independent schedule that they do having to go up against the likes of teams that Notre Dame will see each and every year but as is the case in 2023 it is going to be difficult Notre Dame starts their season of course week zero August 26th in Dublin against Navy as a three touchdown favorite they will host Ohio State they will host USC they will play at Clemson this year as well but if they win two of those three games and they don't drop another one Notre Dame will be playing in the college football playoff as well. That is a virtual guarantee. The Irish checking in at number 13 overall in the 2023 preseason coaches poll. More to come on Football Full Circle up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. It is football full circle for just a few more moments. Lisey, it's just great to read a preseason poll because when things stand right now, for the longest time, Joe, we've been talking conference realignment, things that happen in the future. It's fun to talk about rankings and getting mad at those for actual football games and results that are going to happen. And after they happen, us getting mad once again about what the top 25 looks like. Again, Georgia tops the preseason coaches poll. It should be no surprise. Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU in that order to round out the top five. The coaches poll lives for a week, Joe, and then I think we care more about the preseason AP poll that will be released around this time next week, noon Eastern time as well, on Monday, August 14th. Yes, we can, but that Texas A&M at number 25 is a complete joke to start the year. I'm sorry. What coaches? They were 2-6 and six in the SEC last year. Who was Jimbo talking to to put them on the top 25? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't disagree with your statement. A&M is always going to be in the top 25 because of the talent on the roster, what the expectation is. But A&M checked in at number six on the preseason poll for the second consecutive year last summer. And, of course, they didn't even get to six, which was the amount of wins they would have needed to reach a bowl game. They finished at five and seven. And they were the worst scoring offense in the SEC a year ago. That's why Bobby Petrino, Joe, when he was asked about it, said, hey, listen, Jimbo's the boss. I'm going to work to do whatever I can to make him happy. You think it's going to be a good marriage in College Station this fall? Absolutely not. I think it's going to implode before we even get started, Ben. That's that's what I'm hoping on. Let's see what happens at Kyle Field this year. Listen, if you were to think of a melting pot that might bubble over, I think Jimbo Fisher is your head coach, Bobby Petrino is your offensive coordinator, and DJ Durkin as your defensive coordinator might just be that recipe. He's Joe Lisi, the mastermind of the college football pigskin. I am Ben Stevens. That does it for football full circle today, but keep it locked to Sports Grid Radio. The Money Line is up next. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. At Amica Insurance... We know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.